Hello there, you Awakening Wonders on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. We really appreciate you, our listeners, and want to bring you more content. We will be delivering a podcast every day, seven days a week. Every single day, you'll get a detailed breakdown of current topics that the mainstream media should be covering. But if they are covering, they're amplifying establishment messages and not telling you the truth. Once a week, we bring you in-depth conversations with guests like Jordan Peterson, RFK Jr., Sam Harris, Vandana Shiva, Gabor Mate, and many more. Now enjoy this episode of Stay Free with Russell Brand. Remember, there's an episode every single day to educate and elevate our consciousness together. Stay free and enjoy the episode. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Thanks for joining us on our voyage to truth and freedom in 2024. Surely this is the year not of resolution, but of revolution, of mutual awakening, where we're offered elections, but they have to mean something this year. This has to be the year where we do have some agency. And will we ever have agency when the deep state and the legacy media are able to puppet events in the mainstream to prevent us accessing legitimate truth? Even when you see swathes of stories about Epstein, usually presented somewhere humorously or Bill Clinton with a wry wink, Stephen Hawking, extraordinary, some lists of Hollywood stars and people speculated upon. What is the significance of Epstein? Some people seem to think that it's odd that there's a fixation or fascination around Epstein, but it's pretty odd that this guy has all these powerful connections, Gates, the Clintons, Trump even, has had connections to many, many powerful figures and has been convicted of some pretty serious crimes and had very, very lenient sentences. So plainly, Epstein has power that's beyond the average billionaire fixer of sexual adventure. So let's get into the truth around Jeffrey Epstein. Is it possible that he was an operative for Mossad and the CIA? If not, then why was he treated in such an extraordinary way? And let's not forget, he did die in pretty mysterious circumstances as well. The Epstein documents were released today, making public the names of almost 200 people associated with disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein. A court released the unredacted names that include some anticipated names like former President Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, and Limited Brands founder Lex Wexner. Well, I've heard a lot more names than that. Listen to this from the article. The release of new court documents from a lawsuit related to Jeffrey Epstein provided little, if any, new fodder for conspiracy theorists who remain fixated on Mr. Epstein's dealings more than four years after his death, according to the New York Times. Yeah, just get over it. I mean, it's not like he was friends with Bill Gates and the Clintons and extremely powerful individuals whose names have plainly been redacted from this documentation. It's not like he got lenient sentences for paedophilia and then mysteriously died in his prison cell and all of the footage went missing and no one knows how he suddenly was able to end his own life. Yeah, stop thinking about it. Just get on with it. The New York Times can be relied on to tell you the truth. There's nothing to see here. Trust the legacy media. We haven't got no skin in the game. The more than 900 pages of materials previously deemed confidential includes references to familiar names. Former President Bill Clinton Have you seen Bill Clinton? He was there like too many times really for there to have been nothing at all going on. And when he gets sort of asked about it, he looks a bit demonic. A little too reptilian for comfort, I'd say. In one, a woman who once worked for Epstein recalled he spoke to her about Clinton, saying Epstein told her one time, quote, that Clinton likes them young, referring to girls. 
but which Clinton? A spokesman for Clinton referred NBC News to a prior statement from 2019 saying he had not spoken to Epstein in over a decade and was unaware of Epstein's crimes. When you see Hillary Clinton talking about like MAGA extremists and Trump, it's odd to consider that on some level she's thinking, hope people don't find out about Bill Clinton's mad trips to that island the whole time. It's weird, isn't it, that that all has to just sort of be held down. I'm just a normal politician. This is what's reality. There's nothing to see here. Please pay no more attention to Epstein's Island and his small clientele of loyal perverts. People, this is an issue that we as a town are strong enough to ignore. Let us give no more scrutiny to this bawdy house and its small clientele of loyal perverts. Other prominent names also littered throughout the documents, including the late pop star Michael Jackson and magician David Copperfield. Well, at least we know what happened to the body now. Somehow someone's gotten into this prison and killed Epstein without anybody knowing. Also, where the hell's the Statue of Liberty? Aha, uh-huh. cross me once, more fool you, cross me twice. I'm nicking the Statue of Liberty! Sigrid McCauley, Dufresne's attorney, says her client supports the documents being made public and they only begin to scratch the surface. We learn more each time about how this sophisticated trafficking operation happened for so many decades and how many people were involved. So I guess the legacy media is invested in saying that this is a salacious and outrageous sex story. It's about purient, erotic stuff, big stars. Sex crimes, indeed, if it involves non-consensual activity or underage girls, and that is, of course, an extraordinary story in itself. But what I'm truly interested in is what's happening at depth. How did Epstein have so much access to so many incredibly powerful people. I know the kind of spaces we exist in. A lot of you believe that part of the machinery of state and establishment power is the ability to blackmail and control powerful figures. People like Alex Jones and David Icke and various other people who have been much maligned and condemned as conspiracy theorists have long said that many people in positions of power have material that can be used against them and used to control them. Well, is the Epstein story a piece of that jigsaw that once again moves us from conspiracy theory to conspiracy fact. I mean, note that the New York Times are pretty determined to go, oh, boring, oh, you're still going on about that guy who fixed boring old sex parties for the world's most powerful people. What is so intriguing about his paedophile island? I mean, in itself, it's pretty astonishing that what's yet more astonishing is that he has ties to the CIA, plainly. The CIA do stuff like that. It's called honey trapping and honey potting, the kind of stuff that British secret services were doing in the country of Ireland for many years, and these kind of techniques are used apparently around the world to control and manipulate and dirty tricks, style wars, these kind of things go on. And of course there are people that are involved in it and it seems to me, based on some of the sentences he received, that Jeffrey Epstein had some friends in high places but in the end not enough friends and not high enough. Let's get into it. In fact, these documents offer new evidence and insight into how Epstein and Maxwell appear to be blackmailing powerful individuals, albeit to mysterious ends. Currently not revealed, currently still suppressed ends, you might contest. It's true that some of the information released had already come to light. Last April, for example, the Wall Street Journal reported that the current director of the Central Intelligence Agency, William Burns, had scheduled free meetings with Epstein in 2014. At the time, Burns was Deputy Secretary of State. Oh, it's just the former Deputy Secretary of State that's now the head of the CIA, meeting with a guy who's got some sort of paedophile island who also meets with Bill Gates. Oh, boring. In 2019, reporter Vicky Ward for the Daily Beast wrote a story about the Justice Department's 2007 non-prosecution agreement with Epstein, where others 
prisoners might have gone to prison for similar crimes, Epstein made a deal with the US Attorney's Office and avoided federal prosecution. Under this agreement, Epstein avoided a potential life sentence and served only 13 months in a work release program. The same year, another of Epstein's victims alleged that he had cameras in his house to monitor people. That claim lent further credence to the theory that Epstein was collecting compromising material on influential figures. So would the CIA do something like that? Would the deep state do something like that? You just have to ask yourself, have the CIA and the FBI in recent years been shown to be whiter than white, reliable organisations that don't engage in scurrilous skullduggery and trickery? Well, that's not the case, is it? We know that the FBI organise criminal gangs so that they can then solve the crimes. You know the CIA were involved in 9-11 in ways that seem pretty surprising and you get the sense it's just the tip of the iceberg, don't you? So it's quite possible that Jeffrey Epstein experienced the lenient sentencing that he did because he had relationships with people in positions of power. It's not an absurd conspiracy theory. I mean, when I was a kid, conspiracy theory meant things like Loch Ness Monster! It was like actual mad stuff. Like, come on, it's not monsters. It's like, came from fiction. Now, conspiracy theories are, do you think that powerful people are possibly organising scenarios and situations that are beneficial and allow them to control things? That's not conspiracy theory. Hey, do you think that the pandemic was handled in an unusual way that benefited certain interests and was punitive to other interests? Ooh, what's next? Loch Ness Monster, you tinfoil hat-wearing lunatic? No, like, I'm just looking at the share prices of Pfizer, just looking at all these people that used to work for the government or the FDA that are now working for Moderna. I don't know, it seems like there's some connection. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! What's next? Jeffrey Epstein was filming that stuff to blackmail people. Oh, you're out of control. Why, if that were true, Jeffrey Epstein, he wouldn't be safe in prison, would he? But the newly unsealed documents include powerful new evidence that Epstein and Maxwell were deliberately blackmailing people. While nobody has offered hard evidence that intelligence agencies, and in particular the CIA or Mossad, were directly involved in Epstein and Maxwell's blackmailing of public figures, many of the journalists who investigated the Epstein case have concluded that they were running what is known in the intelligence community as a honey pot or honey trap aimed at using sex to blackmail people. In her article, reporter Vicky Ward noted that President Donald Trump's Labour Secretary, Alexander Acosta, was the US Attorney for South Florida who arranged the lenient sentence. He'd cut the non-prosecution deal with one of Epstein's attorneys because he'd been told to back off that Epstein was above his pay grade, wrote Ward. I was told Epstein belonged to intelligence and to leave it alone, Acosta said, according to Ward. It seems somewhat plausible. It doesn't seem ridiculous when you look at some of the crimes he was convicted of and the subsequent sentences. It seems that he had relationships with people in the judiciary. Then you just have to ask yourself, do you think it's possible the judiciary are corruptible? Yeah, basically. Do you think that deep state agencies do things that are corrupt? Yeah. Do you think that the legacy media don't report on stories because they too have a shared interest in outcomes that are favourable to the interests I've just listed? Yeah. Well, there's your conspiracy. It's not really that fanciful at all, is it? It could be that Maxwell and intelligence had been blackmailing Epstein, or it could have been that the relationship between Epstein, the Maxwells and intelligence agencies was one of mutual convenience. Jesse Cornbluth, a former friend of Epstein, said in 2019 that Epstein had told him in 1986 that he didn't just manage money for clients with mega fortunes, he was also a high-level bounty hunter. Sometimes he told me he worked for governments to recover money looted by African dictators. Other times those dictators hired him to help them hide their stolen money. In a sense, we begin to question when we have access to information like this. The narratives that are presented as ordinary right across history. 
is commonly understood that during the colonial period and even late colonial period and even as recently as the 80s the British got involved with former colonial territories messing with their governments it's known that in the 60s all the way up to the 80s your country the United States of America dabbled interfered with elections in Latin and Central America installed junkers shut down elections had favoured candidates what we regard as accepted reality is precisely that just a packaged together reality often using the kind of techniques that we're getting a glimpse of here the legacy media support narratives that are favourable to these establishment interests the rest of us don't really have the time and until recently even the means to scrutinise them sufficiently after Epstein's 2008 conviction he continued to traffic young women bloody hell he's just been sentenced for that he's not learned a thing and the 2008 conviction wasn't the first time Epstein got off easy in the early 1990s reports Whitney Webb she's coming up on the show soon fantastic guest Epstein was dropped from an investigation into one of the biggest pyramid schemes ever recorded even though investigators had named him the mastermind don't worry about this Epstein guy sure he was on the top of the pyramid but only because he liked the feeling of sitting on it the Wall Street Journal also reported that Epstein's private calendar showed that he had dozens of meetings with Catherine Rumler a former White House counsel under President Barack Obama these meetings and meetings with many other wealthy connected individuals occurred years after Epstein became a convicted sex offender it's pretty extraordinary that he continued to have those kind of relationships with extremely powerful and influential individuals long after being convicted of such heinous crimes plainly he operated on a tier of society that isn't normal with access to devices and power that's way beyond the reach of ordinary people that's obvious isn't it let me know in the comments if you agree okay putting aside the case of Epstein is sexual blackmail something that the CIA would typically or usually do let's have a look the CIA has a long record of using sexual blackmail in 1975 the Washington Post reported that for years the CIA had operated love traps in New York City and San Francisco you fell into my love trap you son of a bitch I know and I loved it where foreign diplomats were lured by prostitutes in the pay of the CIA the goal of this secret operation the post explained was to entrap these diplomats through hidden one-way mirrors CIA agents filmed the sexual adventures and later tried to blackmail the victims into becoming informants the CIA also ran a sub project of MK Ultra called Operation Midnight Climax from 1955 to 1965 MK Ultra not long ago used to have to be discussed in hushed terms it itself was just ridiculous regarded as a conspiracy theory. Now, it's an accepted operation that we all know took place. The problem of independent media, primarily for the establishment, is we can quickly normalise and spread information that is not harmful, toxic or dangerous, but is in fact truthful and therefore only harmful, toxic and dangerous to establishment narratives and those that hide behind them. That's why independent media is under continual attack. That's why new laws are being introduced to shut down the power of independent media. And that's why significant and influential independent media figures are themselves being attacked extraordinarily in ways that they legitimize and utilize themselves. It's just an astonishing web of hypocrisy and madness. This project, the San Francisco Chronicle reported, was a top secret mind control program in which CIA agents used hookers to lure unsuspecting Johns from North Beach bars to what they called the pad, then dosed the men with LSD and observed the X-ray goings on for a two-way mirror while sitting on portable toilets swilling martinis. You think that the CIA is some sort of corrupt organization? I'm simply sitting here on a lavatory enjoying a martini while that diplomat high on LSD has lurid sex with a hooker and you're paying for it. Well, I don't mind paying for it, but can I get involved? Sir, you are a pervert. <laughs> can I get another olive in this? In addition to his possible ties to American intelligence, Epstein may have also been connected to the Israeli Mossad in 
Epstein, Dead Men Tell No Tales, Howard and Cronin say that a friend of the Maxwells, Laura Goldman, believed that Ghislaine's father, Robert Maxwell, was a Mossad spy and that Ghislaine carried on his work. And a former Israeli spy, Ari Ben Menashe, said he was Robert Maxwell's handler and claimed to have introduced Epstein to Mossad. They were agents of the Israeli intelligence services, said Ben Menashe. Later on, Ghislaine got involved with Israeli intelligence together with him. I guess you just have to ask yourself, what is the morality of these agencies and the very fact as I always say, that there is clandestine information that we're not allowed access to. The very fact that someone like Julian Assange is in Belmarsh right now because he revealed information that we weren't supposed to get access to shows you how seriously they take that information, which in itself suggests that if we had access to that information, it would destabilise massively and even further our trust in these institutions. Of course it's not just, hey, if Putin had that information, he'd destroy us. A lot of it's like, what? They were sitting on toilets, swilling martini, all these people are agents. You're letting people get away with sex crimes simply because they're involved with very powerful politicians. I don't want anything to do with this. I want to run my own community. I don't want any more to do with your mad, corrupt, centralised gangsterism. That's what it is, isn't it? It's plainly, I would say, true. I would say this is true. Let me know in the comments and chat. And also, the tip of the iceberg. Whitney Webb, in her book, says Ben Menashe told her the same thing. Israel's higher-ups approved of Epstein based on Maxwell's word. Webb reports that Ben Menashe said one of those higher-ups was Ehud Barak, who was head of Israeli military intelligence between 1983 and 1985, the period when he met Epstein. Barack was Prime Minister from 1999 to 2001. Last year, the Wall Street Journal reported that Epstein's calendars showed that between 2013 and 2017, Epstein had or planned 36 meetings with Barack. So it is really interesting and fascinating that there's this island and all of this salaciousness and sex crime involving really powerful, famous people and movie stars and politicians. But I do believe that's a smokescreen and set dressing. The truth behind it is that Epstein is like a visible tip of the iceberg of nets of incomparable corruption. It's one of those threads that if you pull it will lead to some really significant and powerful figures. It's only the fact that Bill Clinton's a few presidents ago now and receding into irrelevance that we're allowed access to that name. What we'll be given, I predict, is we'll be given a few sort of stooges and a few sacrifices because the truth is is that this behaviour and comparable behaviour still goes on. Of course it does. Corruption still continues. The deep state is still involved in nefarious activity. The legacy media is still deceitfully conceal information that's convenient to them, don't report on important information, create stories, furores and storms where convenient. All of the instruments of this type of corruption are still available. They didn't die with Jeffrey Epstein and we still don't know really, do we, how and why Jeffrey Epstein died. Well, we do know why, just not how. The totality of evidence suggests that Epstein may have been an intelligence asset for multiple countries. This theory is also supported by an effective media blackout on Epstein's abuse for over a decade until Epstein's 2019 conviction. On a hot mic, ABC News anchor Amy Roback claimed that she had the story in 2016, but the network killed it due, at least in part, to pressure from the royal family. It was unbelievable what we had, said Roback. We had everything. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, First of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. It was unbelievable what we had. Clinton, we had everything. I tried for three years to get it on to no avail and now it's all coming out and it's like these new revelations and I freaking had all of it. I'm so pissed right now. Like every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, Oh my God, we, it was, um, what, what we had was unreal. So it was crushed. This information was available in 2016. Now remember, when people talk about the extraordinary conspiracy theories about dominant families and powerful connections and paedophiles and extraordinary occultist type activity, 
it is regarded as just outrageous and ludicrous by the majority of people. But when a story like this breaks, you begin to get a sense that there is more to global power than meets the eye. That there are connections and relationships and deep state operations that undergird some of the even more baroque global conspiracy theories. Wouldn't you agree that something like this and the way that it's been repressed until now and the way that it's been reported on quite carefully even now is an indication that once again conspiracy theories were closer to the truth than legacy media. Similarly, Ward, who wrote the piece for Daily Beast about Epstein's non-prosecution deal, said that Vanity Fair's legendary editor, Graydon Carter, refused to publish accounts of two victims after Epstein threatened her and met with Carter. The US government may still be sitting on evidence. In 2021, an FBI agent told a New York court during Ghislaine Maxwell's sex trafficking trial that evidence went missing after the FBI raided Epstein's New York townhouse. The city of New York has refused to release a copy of the paramedic's report on Epstein's death. Again, it's not that helpful, that, is it? Epstein's brother discovered it was missing from the Department of Justice's Inspector General Office's 128-page investigative report, which took four years to complete. It's not like when you look into it that you can just sort of shrug your shoulders, exhale and say, look, the adults are back in charge. There's nothing to see here. All it was was a guy that had a lot of high-profile friends that kept getting off of extraordinary crimes with weird, lenient sentences, was plainly involved in sex trafficking, paedophilia, numerous other sex crimes, was connected to some of the most powerful people in the world. Then when he went to jail, sort of killed himself and all of the footage and documentation went missing. What is your fascination with this story, you conspiracy theory? Um, maybe the Loch Ness Monster's reels. I'm going to go to Loch Ness. The attorney of Epstein's brother told a reporter last July that she'd been trying to get a copy of the report since 2019. Michael Baden, who for 50 years was the pathologist for the New York State Correction Medical Review Board, said that manual strangulation, not suicide, explains Epstein's neck fractures. Where is the ambulance report, which will be more valuable than relying on what the two corrections officers who found Epstein said and refused to initially give any information? Asked Baden. The autopsy report was released to the family, but not the EMS report. The only evidence that gives you an independent assessment of the body's condition at the time of death. That independent assessment of the body's condition at the time of death was a surprise for your birthday and you've ruined it. You're just like Bill Clinton. We need an independent bipartisan commission to get to the bottom of the Epstein scandal. We need to know what, if any, effects the blackmail may have had on influential people and world leaders. I mean, if someone's involved in blackmailing people and then that person dies in prison and a few sort of tidbits and scraps are thrown to ordinary people, you have to reckon that there is something still being concealed. No, we did. We did run that honey trap operation where there was all sorts of paedophilia and stuff, but we're not like that anymore. We've changed. Come on, guys. Let's have the truth. You can't handle the truth. We can handle it. What specific interests were served by this blackmail operation? Why was Epstein seemingly connected to many academics? Why did many individuals continue interacting with Epstein after his conviction? Where did Epstein's money actually come from? And of course, did Epstein really die in his jail cell by suicide? Yes, interesting questions there. Only the last one is easy to answer. The US has a mixed record of bipartisan investigations. We learned a lot from the 9-11 Commission report, but last year, FBI agents came forward to accuse the CIA of a cover-up. They don't even trust each other. And the greatest congressional investigation into the intelligence community, the Church Committee hearings of 1975, revealed that the CIA and other intelligence agencies were paying journalists to work at mainstream news media outlets and spurred the revelations about MKUltra. But when Representative Jim Jordan wanted to investigate abuses of power by the FBI and Department of Homeland Security, including demanding mass censorship of disfavored views, Democrats said the effort would be hyperpartisan, a self-fulfilling prophecy. How 
can the legacy media and their representatives in the state speak with such piety about independent media and misinformation? You can't trust independent media, all these crackpots and conspiracy theorists. It's just demonstrably true that the CIA have been paying mainstream news media outlets and placing operatives within them for half a century. Over half a century. Remember at the beginning of the pandemic, before the Twitter files are broken, people were saying, hey, I don't trust this. This information feels like it's being controlled, feels like we're being manipulated. You idiots, you conspiracy theorists, that's malinformation. Ban that person. Shut down that account. Shadow ban that person. Discredit that person. It's long understood, demonstrated, evidence, provable, that that's exactly how they operate. Where do they get the chutzpah to sort of claim that it's ridiculous, that it's us that are the weirdos and the crackpots and the whack jobs, when it's plain as day that this is ordinary conduct for them. The pandemic was just concentrated. We got to see it in real time because of technology, because of the miracle of communications. But the practices that took place in the pandemic were commonplace and long preceded it. The pandemic was just a window into the relationship between legacy media, deep state, powerful corporations and the ordinary government. These kind of relationships have long existed in the pandemic period because it was all happening so quickly and so crazily and so clumsily. We got to sort of see it in real time. And because of the endeavour of brilliant scientists and brilliant journalists, people were able to aggregate the information carefully and correctly. And that's why the category of misinformation has been created. That's why new censorship laws are being introduced. That's why dissenting voices are being shut down because essentially there's a race now to see which way is this going to go because we're reaching the point. Do you really think the division in your country is between, like, for example, I'm British. So it's like, oh, some people like Keir Starmer from the Labour Party and some people like Rishi Sunak from the Conservative Party. No, what it is is there's some people that would tolerate either of them. And then there's this massive growing constituency that think, I don't trust any of them. I don't trust the media. I don't trust the state. I don't trust the judiciary. Same in your country. Is it like, oh, there's the Republicans versus the Democrats? Of course there are culture wars. But the biggest constituency of all is those of us that don't trust the establishment at all. And we're right to because it's evident that the deep state, not political parties, but structures that undergird them, have been controlling many aspects of public life for nearly a century now. By contrast, the Epstein scandal is bipartisan. Republicans and Democrats have all been implicated. The most serious investigations have been by independent activists and journalists. This is another one of those stories where people, I bet at some point, go, oh, all these conspiracy theorists, they're crazy. Look, the legacy media are talking about Epstein, but they're only talking about a certain aspect of this case, and only because independent media have popularised it and made it inevitable and necessary. And even people in independent media, we only know this stuff because 10, 20 years ago, people that are now regarded as total crackpots were talking about, oh, there are paedophile rings, powerful people are involved, they're using deep state agencies to blackmail powerful figures by getting them in compromising positions. That stuff, like when I was reading it when I was a teenager, that was like, you just didn't say stuff like that. If you was to ever say then, Stephen Hawking will have been to that paedophile island, you'd have been regarded as an absolute lunatic for a number of extremely plausible reasons. But now, it seems that there's a lot more to this than the salacious, exciting, ooh, famous stars went there aspect of this story. It, as always, is a story about power and how power is maintained and how stories are maintained and how you and I are denied access to the truth so that we can't organise correctly and remain in the thrall of corrupted power systems. Don't you think? There are valid debates over how much secrecy, surveillance and treachery we want to allow our intelligence agencies. We've got to let them have a little treachery and a little secrecy to take all the fun out of this. But it's clear 
here, we are overdue for a major house cleaning. Nearly 50 years have passed since the church committee hearings, but thousands of pages of court documents, testimonials, books and articles are a testament that the Epstein case is more than a conspiracy theory, as many in the news media continue to claim. Instead, it suggests that intelligence agencies may have used taxpayer money in ways that harmed young women and allowed for the control of powerful individuals to unknown ends. All the evidence, including yesterday's court filings, shouldn't just be fodder for conspiracy theorists. It should be fodder for a major independent congressional investigation. This is yet another story that shows you what the function of the legacy media is. It is to amplify the narrative of the powerful and shut down and destroy counter-narratives. It's a revelation that the deep state, of course, operate in conjunction with powerful individuals, sometimes in ways that seem beyond plausible, involving sex and crime and drugs and all sorts of extraordinary things. But beyond the salaciousness, beyond our own prurient interest in the activities of famous people, we should be looking at how power is functioning, how the legacy media don't report on it, the relationship between the deep state and the legacy media, and how the Jeffrey Epstein case is a glimpse into how real power functions. Do not let the legacy media distract you in 2024. This is an election year. This is a year when it's possible to make a change, not by voting by this party or that party, but by observing how power operates during this window, by observing that whatever you're not allowed to discuss, whatever you're not allowed to vote for, is where the real interest and where the real power lies. That's something we're going to have to investigate and delve into together. But that's just what I think. More important than any of that, if you can, please stay free. No, here's the fucking news.